Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Many of you have read in the last 24 hours that the entire Rice Commission on college basketball reform was a joke. It was a charade. It was a waste of time. It was a parade based on principles where, whereas no actual fundamental righteous change will take place at all. I believe that is unnecessarily negative. I believe that is misleading. I believe that is misguided. And I think it's a horrible example of letting the perfect being the, be the enemy of the good. And here's what I mean as we welcome your calls on this topic and our floating question of the day. What NFL player, as most of the NFL, takes to its first preseason game action tonight, including your Panthers at Buffalo? What NFL player here or anywhere are you most excited to see in an actual game over these next three days of preseason action and why? Baker Mayfield, Panthers rookie, wide out and first-round pick DJ Moore. Kelvin Benjamin for various reasons as he faces his former team, the Panthers, tonight. Andrew Luck is a popular answer so far today. Has not played an NFL game since January 1st, 2017. He will be at the Seahawks tonight. 1-800-849-2761 if you want in on that one. As the naysayers are talking about what a joke the whole enterprise was, keep in mind that real people face new realities, including some of the young folks that college sports has been trying to tweak its system to better serve. As of today and moving forward, if you are an example of a college basketball player who, according to these new rules, you had to stay at least two years with your program, so it does not apply to one-and-dones, but if you fit the two-year-or-more profile and you left early, Starting today, this was not a rule yesterday. This is what I mean by by being too unnecessarily negative. Just because you didn't get a pay-for-play model, which you knew or should have known wasn't coming, just because you didn't get an Olympics model, which you knew or should have known wasn't coming, doesn't mean that real positive change didn't happen. In fact, I could give you a whole bunch of examples of where college basketball got better. Got right? No. Got perfect? No. Abandoned the amateurism model? No. Will stop corruption? No. But you should have known those things going in again. Who could argue against the real impact of free school for a decade? The new rule requires your favorite or least favorite college basketball program at the Division I level to provide free room board tuition books for returning players who did not complete their degree while on campus. Again, if they were in your program for at least two years was the limitation. Free school for a decade. That sounds student-athlete friendly. That sounds in tune with the ideals of balancing athletics and academics. That sounds fair. A lot of those guys, remember, don't make it when they try to jump to the pros. You give them a full decade of a free education to try to finish it, that's not a step in the right direction. How about the next one? We have been arguing for years that football and men's basketball players should have the ability, if they choose and their families choose, to have the advice of agents. The NCAA's general principle for decades has been, if you hire an agent, you're a pro. You're done. Your amateurism status is over. The new rule, like as of now, all some of these are taking a little while to implement, but the newly adopted rule is exactly what most of the NCAA's harshest critics have been asking for. 
let these young men have access to agents. Well, guess what? Starting with these new rules, they can. And they can still stay in school even after hiring an agent to consult them. The NCAA even applied the new rules to what they described as elite high school seniors. If you're an elite high school senior, and maybe the NBA does get around to changing its draft rules so that you could do what LeBron and Kobe and others did back in the day, go straight from high school to the NBA. Under these new NCAA rules, you, the elite high school senior basketball player, and your family can hire an agent, get his or her consultation, make the decision as to whether college is better for you, jump into the NBA if it comes to those new rules, is better for you, whatever. Is it a perfect system? No. Yes, there could be sleazy agents who the way this new policy is going to work, guess what? If the kid either goes to college or for, say, the first or second year college player, maybe he decides to return to school, that contract with that agent is terminated by definition according to these new rules. So some of the critics are saying, well, the agents are going to be so self-serving, they're just going to tell all these guys to turn pro because if they stay in school or they go to school – they're not going to get their 10% or whatever. Of course, there could still be sleazy agents, but don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. If you've been screaming for decades that these guys should be allowed to have professional representation, and now they can, that doesn't mean you eliminate the sleazy agents of the world. It just means that they're allowed to have that professional advice, that hired agent, without jeopardizing their amateur status, as long as they follow the NCAA's rules on such things. The NCAA is creating a system to certify agents, to hopefully eliminate or or reduce, minimize the number of sleazy agents. Top high school seniors and top college basketball players now can hire agents and remain, retain their athletics eligibility in college. That's new. That's good. More information is good. It does not eliminate the possibility of a sleazy agent, but you've been asking for this for decades, and now you have it and you're still complaining. I would ask any of you to picture it this way. Let's say you and your significant other are not in a position to buy your dream house. Okay, It's just not realistic right now. As in the college sports context, it's not realistic for any fan or critic to expect going to the pay-for-play model, going to the Olympics model. It's not realistic right now. The NCAA will not do it in the near future unless at gunpoint an act of Congress or a court of law forces them to. That's it. It's not Tweaks, yes. Cost of attendance adjustment has already happened. A lot of other tweaks to the system. Unlimited food. A lot of progress in favor of the student-athlete. If you and your significant other agree, the dream house is not realistic right now. Do you just groan and moan all day every day because you're not getting the dream house? Or do you look at the house that you have and you say, hey, let's trim the bushes. Let's give it a new paint job. Let's redo the leaky roof. Hey, it's maybe time for a new HVAC system. Maria and I have been in the same house for 20 years. I'm going through a lot of these things right now. It's no fun to tweak the current model if you have the dream house in the back of your mind. But you have a choice to make. Moan and groan all day long because the dream house is not a possibility right now. Or take the house that you have and upgrade it in as many ways as you can to enjoy it for as long as you can. That is what the NCAA has done with these rules changes. Your version of their dream house might be paying players or the Olympics model. 
It's not their version of a dream house. So they're taking their existing house and they're giving free school for a decade in many cases. They're giving top high school seniors and top college players the ability to hire agents and not lose their eligibility. They've given undrafted NCAA players. You turn pro, but you're not picked. You got to follow certain rules, but now even those guys, if they follow the rules, you have to be invited to the combine. You have to fill out certain paperwork. You have to do it the NCAA's way. But previously, if you went through the draft and were unselected, you were not coming back to college basketball, period. Now you at least have that avenue. Trevon Duval of Duke went to the combine, wasn't picked. Now, his personal circumstances were such that he's going to the NBA anyway. He signed a two-way contract, may make the NBA, may not, but he would not be willing to take advantage of this new NCAA rule. That's beside the point. The fact that he would have had the option that he did not previously have is another step in the right direction. For the first time, the NCAA is investing in independent panels to monitor complicated NCAA violations issues. And for the first time, if the FBI finds something, the NCAA is allowed to adopt those findings. That was not previously the case. If there was a court case that came to certain conclusions, now the NCAA is allowed to adopt those findings. The Weinstein report at Carolina, you can't just adopt all the findings. Remember in that whole investigation in Chapel Hill? Under the new rules, you could adopt... The academic accrediting body findings, you could adopt the Weinstein report, you can adopt a court case in the Reggie Bush case, you could adopt all sorts of criminal proceedings, realities, and verdicts, or FBI uh, uh, evidence. All of these are steps in an intelligent direction that in most cases is better serving the student-athlete. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. That's what the critics are doing right now. The NCAA got better yesterday, and we're back after this.